We have a very special guest tonight. He is now a pristine member of the three-guest PHL club. There's not a whole lot of people that have made three appearances on Power Hour LSU, but he is someone that I have been asked a gazillion times to have on this channel. It is none other than Slade Roy. What's good, brother? What's up, dude? I didn't even know you were going to do that with the interview. That was, I mean, not the interview, the uh, intro. That was awesome. Gotten to do a lot of cool things, man. And guess what? A lot of those guests, you were one of the first guests uh, we had on here. I think we did the first interview with you. Uh, is that is that right? Um. Yes, yes, you did, 100%. Okay. And we have been with your ascent, okay? So the first thing is we do have uh, the mustache now. Uh, okay, I've been trying it. This is like three weeks of progress. So it might go away. It might stay, uh, depending on how it looks. And maybe two weeks. I'm giving, I'm giving it two more weeks to marinate, and then we're gonna see a final product. So I love it. So Ellie, mom is actually your biggest fan. She lives in Baton Rouge. She has been begging me to get you back on the channel, uh, Doctor Morgan. Uh, I'll tell you who this is after uh, the live stream. She's also a big fan. We say hi to Samuel, Brian, and everybody else in PHL Nation. So Slade, obviously. You get nominated for the preseason best snapper award. How does that feel? Um, well, at first I wasn't really even like aware that it was a thing, but then once I become became aware of it, like the last year, I was like, okay, I need to go for this. Um, and so I found out. I was like, damn, like I'm not on this list last year. But apparently, you got to be a junior or senior to be on it. Um, oh, okay. So this year was the first year I could be nominated, uh, and I was happy to be on it, but obviously it means nothing if we don't go out there and do our job for 15 weeks or however many weeks it takes to win the national championship. So uh, the goal is to win it, um, but the goal is really to win the championship. So it doesn't really matter if I win it as long as we win a national championship. And a big thing, obviously, Slade, is going to be special teams. So, you know, the, the special teams, there's not a whole lot of people that talk about special teams. So Walk us through the special teams room from top to bottom from your perspective. Um, so do you want me to talk about like special special teams or like special teams like kickoff, like the actual like players that play other positions on kickoff? Let, let, let's let's start with the main pieces, kicker and punter. Give us a little preview of Ramos and Bramblet going right. next year. So me, Jay, and Ramos last year, we were like we were friends, but we also like made fun of each other a lot. And it was like, it was kind of like we were in elementary school, but now I feel like we've developed a good bond, uh, more of like a high school friendship. And like all of us are really close. We text each other. We go out there and get extra reps uh, with each other. We're always working. Uh, and I feel like we have a, a layer of trust that we didn't certainly have last year. Uh, like we all know each other are going to do the right job and do it well. So I know when I'm going out there, Jay's going to get a perfect hold. Ramos is going to drill the kick. Jay's going to punt the ball super far. I'm going to go down there and make a tackle, um, vice versa. And I think it helps us a lot 
to develop a consistency of excellence. And the return game is obviously going to be highlighted probably by Aaron Anderson as uh, the punt returner. Give us a preview of the punt returners and the kick returners going into next year. Yes, certainly. I don't know. I don't know who's taking the job, but all those guys are out there getting reps. Uh, Javen, Aaron, uh, those dudes are out there returning it. Um, and so I'm out there trying to tackle them. And <laughs> it's not the easiest job, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, those guys are freaky. Aaron is so quick, so close to the ground. So is Javen. Uh, so you really got to work hard to tackle them. And we got to work as a team. And I think they're going to be a big threat this year. Hopefully they can get a lot of yards. Absolutely. So uh, before we go any further here, I love the uh, the the upgrade in your apartment here. We got the gamer lights in the background. got the dark backdrop. Man, you're living large, baby. Yeah. Uh, well, this is mostly thanks to my parents for Christmas. Um, <laughs> but I'm very thankful for it and moved into the new house uh, with Wes and Wit, and it's been awesome. Uh, those are two really good friends of mine. Okay. Um, just playing football and living life. Absolutely. So we have Tevin in here saying Slade for Heisman. There you go, man. That that I think that'd be a first. I don't think a deep. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would one hundred percent be a first, and that would be insane. Honestly, that's I'd have to make sixty tackles, uh, twenty force <laughs> fumbles. Hey, Mississippi State game. Yeah, I'd have to do that four times a game to win the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. And uh, look. Obviously, the biggest transition for you guys is uh, obviously Coach Polian, who obviously seeked you out at first. Mm -hmm. Now he is gone. How has that transition been from him and now John Jancic and the collaborative approach? I mean, it was it was tough at first. You know, Polian was there for me. He was someone I could count on from the beginning since day one. Um, since I, before I even went on campus, I was texting them, like telling them how excited I was to come. So it was definitely, uh, hurtful to see him go, but then coach Jancic did a great job with us. Coach Herb is always there coaching us up, like, give, like in film with us, making sure we're doing the right things, getting us on track. Um, so he spends a lot of time with us when we wouldn't have a coach that would do so. And now coach Biaco is, has brings so much energy to the room. Uh, he really gets the guys fired up. He tells us he tells us every day, BTB, be the best. Um, and I love that because I think everyone there is the best, and they can be the best. You just got to go out there and do it. Bob Diaco, man, that guy's coached uh, at a lot of different stops. He used to be a head coach. So, what has he been like? Because a lot of LSU fans really aren't familiar with him. Uh, I love him honestly, like, especially since he's a former player at Iowa. Uh, a lot of players on our team respect him immensely uh, and know that he's been in the same seat as us, done the same things as us. So, like other coaches might tell him to do something, uh, and they'd be like, "Oh no, I'm not doing that." Like, <clears throat> like you don't know how it feels, but yes, he does know how it feels. Like, and he's out there pushing us to be better every day. Walk me through what life is like. Now with the collaborative special teams coaching now, what is that actually look like compared to just having a special teams coach last year? Well, I don't think it's a downgrade at all. I think it's an upgrade. Certainly all hands on deck. Um, and the more the merrier. Everyone's out there giving input. Everyone's coaching every single specific detail, every single uh, position. I think it's awesome for our team. And I think it's a great step. I love it. Now, we're getting ready for the championship 
potential run. What has fall practice been like for you? Obviously, it's been very hot. But outside of that, how do you feel about this team behind the scenes? Um, hot is definitely the right word to choose there. <laughs> Someone said it felt like 125 degrees. I said that shouldn't even be possible. We're living on Mars right now. But um, I think I think we started slow at the beginning of fall camp. But every single day we get better and build build on like the previous day. And I really do like the, the direction our team is going. We're not going down. We're going up. And every single day we get better, which is what I love about this team. Everyone's in there uh, bringing each other up, making each other better. You see these players going against each other 100%, and it's just awesome to see. You know what's interesting? Slade Roy, LSU's long snapper, Mannerly Award, preseason watch list. Obviously, we are going to, if we can, vote a gazillion times for you to win this award this season. What I find to be very interesting in talking to people in that building is the big change with Jaden, right? We always know he has been the leader, and you obviously last year went out of your way to talk about his leadership after the Mississippi State game, but his body has changed. It looks like he, he's he's mm-hmm. a little bigger. So walk from your perspective, obviously it's a deep snapper. You're doing your special team stuff, but have you noticed anything different with, with Jaden, obviously with uh, him being a little thicker now? Well, his his physique just looks a lot stronger. He looks like he can do a lot more. Um, I mean, he's a really great leader. Like, he's not always going to be a verbal leader, but he's always doing the right thing. If you look at Jaden, you know he's going to be doing the right thing. He's always going to be having fun but working hard. Uh, and I really respect him for that because everyone leads differently. And for someone to come out here, especially – like, last year he was new, but now he's now this is his team. Like, he has to take command of it, and I think he's doing a good job with that. And – for your perspective, I go back and I listened to the interview we did last year, and you said Will Campbell is someone that really welcomed you in, and that shocked me. Not I knew Will was a good guy, but as a true freshman, normally it's one of the older guys. So now that he's entering this year, have you seen anyone else outside of him step up as a leader during this fall camp? Um, wow, we do have a lot of leaders on our team now, which is uh, obviously a great thing. Uh, in my line, Greg Brooks is the leader of my line, and he okay, he's he's another one of those guys that's going to be verbal at times, but he's he's always going to be doing the right thing if you look at his actions. Josh Williams, uh, Miles Frazier, Nussmeyer, Emory Jones, Dellinger, all those guys are great leaders, and you know they're going to be doing the right thing, they're going to be on time. Uh, and so if you look around, you can see that the amount of leaders on our team is growing, which is obviously what you want to have. There's leaders everywhere in every single position group. There's multiple leaders, uh, which is an awesome thing. You know, one thing I really like about you is your energy, right? You're you're always bringing it. Now, I know you're a guy that is, is a very humble person. I got to meet your parents in, in you know, Atlanta. But, you know, I feel like this team's energy is better. Uh, because last year you were just trying to figure out what kind of team you were going to be. There was all this uncertainty and the team changed so much from week one to even week three. So do you feel the energy is better because you guys know who you are? And do you feel this team is more confident knowing that you won the West in year one? Are you feeling that energy could be pushed towards something special, such as a college football playoff appearance? 
Uh, 100%. Last year, I feel like we were really, even at the end of the season, we were still unsure of who we were. Uh, and it kind of surprised us, like, okay, we're actually good. Like, we need to go out there and take advantage of that. And so this year, I don't think there's going to be any of that. I think we're going to go and take advantage of it right away. Uh, start fast, finish strong. Um, I think it's really important to start fast. Last year, we didn't start fast in most of the games. And it really did hurt us, even though we came back and won some of them. Some of them, we couldn't overcome it. <clears throat> I think it would be a lot better if we just started fast and kept the hammer down all game long. And I, that team knows it. It's preached. Uh, I think we're going to do it. Is that something that Brian Kelly is, is mentioned to the team to, to get out to some better starts? Yeah, and so it's one of our it's one of our traits to start fast, and I think it's really important. Uh, we had it last year, but we still really didn't understand what the traits were. Like everyone, everyone would make jokes. Oh, Coach Kelly has these traits, but no one really knew what they were. But now everyone's starting to understand it. All right, start fast. We need to we need to start fast. Like it's very important for us to do this. Yeah, and part of that is uh, you know when people think Slade start fast, they think offensively start fast, and of course. Uh, that could be the case, but it's all three phases, right? right? Because, you know, you, you you go back to the Tennessee game. There were some special teams mistakes. There were some defensive mistakes early in some games. So I think just speaking to you, not only on camera and off camera, it seems like especially the special teams unit, you guys want to be a strength of the team going into next year. Right. And I don't think we want to be. I think we need to be. I think for us to go and – achieve what we want to we have to be the best uh and there's nothing short of that i love it man you know for me i look at you and i look at your growth okay and one thing that did not shock me was when i got the text that hey carter your boy slade is getting to go on the senegal trip and I'm like, okay, he's a first-year guy, but it doesn't shock me because, you know, a lot of people like to be around you. So what was that experience like for you? Oh, dude, that trip was awesome. Like, at the time, we were like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. Like, we're doing all this stuff. We're packing all these activities in. But, like, even now, only a couple months after, I'm looking back on it, uh, thinking about like, how great of a memory it was. We visited the House of Slaves which was, that was really neat. That was uh, the point of no return, which is a very famous point in Africa where they would like ship all the people off in the boats. Um, and so that was like eye opening. I was like, holy cow, like we're here, like this actually happened. Um, and like all the people there were the nicest people in the world, the nicest people in the world. They had close to nothing and were thankful for everything, the nicest human beings have ever been around like i just always thought like if people here were as thankful as people there are for what they have oh there'd be no bickering no arguing everyone would be so happy with what we have um there's so many great things on that trip i'm so thankful to go on it and be with my friends and teammates on it yeah and for those that aren't familiar, go read up on the history of the House of Slaves. When I saw that, I was like, wow. I remember learning about that when I was ironically at LSU. It's crazy that you it, it changes your worldview whenever you get to travel somewhere. And it was, you know, a wide variety of, of people that went on that trip. And obviously it wasn't the whole team, but it feels like, you know, Malik was there, Emory was there. So you have some of the superstars of the team there. It right. seems like that that really helped bonded you guys when you were over there 
Yeah, I think it 100% did. Um, like Malik was one of the people that I didn't know as well, like going into the trip. Like I dap him up in the locker room, say what's up, how you doing? Uh, but I didn't know him on a deeper level. And so I really got to grow and learn about him more. And now me and him are good friends. Like we talk every other day, every day, talk about baseball. I didn't know he liked baseball. We tossed the baseball on the beach. Like it's just super cool friendships that you'll make with people that you like wouldn't be expecting to be made just from a wild experience like that. Yeah. And I, I know we're close this season. Don't worry. We'll talk some actual football here, but I want everyone to witness this right here. <laughs> right there <laughs> look at you dancing with the youngin dude that's crazy man that right that was an awesome experience well we went, when we went to the village uh we went and painted and just got to talk to the kids and you know it's really hard to communicate there's a big language barrier right. but i would be like writing stuff in the sand they'd be drawing it back like he'd draw this draw the soccer pitch i drew a football field and i I would say I would write A and then say A, and he was starting to get it. Uh, so that was super neat, like me giving him some of our language and him giving me some of his culture back and like something you would never dream of. Right. So uh, I didn't pull the clip. I totally had a mind fart. So I want to let you know that uh, you might not know this. Ovia Goofu was actually on our channel a few weeks ago. Okay. I didn't know it, that. Okay. Yeah. So obviously – Ovi is has he's Senegalese, right? He's got or Nigerian, excuse me. He's he's got Nigerian roots. And I asked him how he felt about your dancing. And he said you got it got into it. He said he liked it. <laughs> so that is like someone with, with heritage that really liked that. So there you go, man. You're 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 solid there. I, I, does that make you feel better about your dancers? Yeah, uh, he texted me when I posted on my story. He said, "You say you crazy boy." <laughs> oh man, that is so great. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad uh, you got to experience that. I'm glad the players got to experience that. And um, as Dr. Morgan says right here, once in a lifetime experience. There's William right there saying that's some really good stuff right there. Absolutely. Now. Here's what we're going to do. We're not going to keep Slade too long. We want him to get, you know, some good rest and get ready for tomorrow. What time are, are, are workouts and, and practice, or do you guys have the day off tomorrow? Uh, we have practice. Um, Got to be checked in by 7, so I'm probably waking up like 6.20. So okay, be there so bright we, and early. So if you want to ask Slade a question, fire it on in. Anything you guys want to ask him, obviously I'm going to pick the questions. But um, this is your opportunity to talk to a starter on – LSU football's team next season. Um, I do want to ask you about the Florida State game. 
Have you guys started preparing for that one already? Uh, not yet. We're still working on our own personal playbook, but uh, word word on the block is we're going to be start game planning next week. Okay. And this is a really difficult team week one, but is there people in that locker room that have a little extra motivation to get revenge from last year? Oh, I certainly think everyone does. We're excited to go out there, go out there, excuse me, go out there and whip them. Uh, so we just got to prepare prepare right and go out there and execute what has the energy been like um you know in practice we we're talking about it a little bit earlier for people that didn't play football they'll they'll freak out when they hear about a fight or whatever when that happened did you feel like the team has grown from then until now because i interviewed patrick queen you know over the off season in 2019 lsu had some pretty legendary fights as well <laughs> Uh, did, 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 did you feel like the, did you feel like the team has grown closer since then? Um, I feel like it's certainly something that happens. Uh, you know, it's super hot out there. Uh, you get frustrated, but I don't think there's anything really personal with the fight. I think it's just an expression of emotion. So I don't, I don't think there's anything to like really grow closer from. I think we're already close in general. It's just something that happens and you gotta get through it. Let's go to AP right here. Who is the biggest joker on the team? Uh, can I can I vote for myself or I have to say someone else? I I, I have been told by somebody <laughs> neutral that it's you. Um, it probably might be me for most people, but <laughs> not saying myself. I think oh, there's there's a lot of hilarious people on there. A major just brings insane energy. He can be every single type of thing he's a great motivator he's also hilarious uh preston hickey is <laughs> might be one of the funniest people i've met in my life though he's just a funny dude he always has some smart remark to come at you and he's he's a backup defensive tackle right yes correct okay there you go i like that and major is major burns okay yes um what's very interesting about that is he is a safety that wears a neck roll I think it's sick, honestly. Uh, I think it's so cool. It looks awesome. Uh, I love it a lot. I I need you with the neck roll and wrist <laughs> and a dark rainbow visor. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing like 50 beams coming across the front of the visor. I just, I just, I just couldn't imagine. <laughs> I want to be able to see. I'd be snapping blind. I just, I just couldn't imagine a, a deep snapper <laughs> rocking the, 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 the. Have you ever seen the old school Sean Taylor photos of, of him, mm, Miami? Yeah. Ray, I couldn't imagine a deep snapper. That would, that would be crazy. I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to see. Oh man, let's go to Danny. Um, as a special team guy, especially with uh, some of the chaos from last year's uh, game. How badly do you want this Florida State revenge? For you personally, uh, we talked about the team, but you personally, first. yeah. Personally, I want it really bad. I mean, I have always hated Florida State. Uh, growing up as a UNC fan, that's where my mom went to school. The ACC, we hate Florida State, and my hate continues to grow, so I hope we crush them this year. <laughs> um, I mentioned this. I'm glad Blanche uh, super chatted this. 
How do you snap the ball and get it off the line? I'm going to give you actually a general question here, okay? okay? Because a lot of people watching this probably doesn't have Malik Neighbors genetics, okay? So deep snapper is a good way, and no offense to you, Slade. You're actually uh, pretty not, good. Not taking I feel, I feel, I feel like we're, we're friends now, but – Obviously, as a deep snapper, it gives you an opportunity if you don't run, you know, four three and you're not a five star, right? Right. So, first thing, what are some deep snapper tips you would give parents and and players out there? And second thing is, what are some of the biggest challenges that you personally face? Okay, so some tips I'd give parents: a uh, few just simple steps when you get down get a, a nice base where your legs are probably a little wider than your shoulders um you get over the ball get a nice flat back where you can still see the target when you're down with the hands extended but a nice flat back with your butt pointed at the target and you want to explode through your legs and your arms at the same time and flick the ball and you want to throw it through the punter and just want to extend your arms through your legs throw your head throw all of your upper body through through your legs towards the punter. And the, if you throw everything to the punter, the ball's got to go to the punter. So um, it sounds, it sounds simple. It's not that simple, but after a lot of practice, uh, it becomes something more of an art form that you just love to keep out, keep going out there and doing. And uh, for you, you do a relatively good job of getting down the field. Right. Um that must be exhilarating, right? Getting down the field and, and trying to rip someone's head off. Uh, it's the best part of my job for sure, r- running down there, especially when they don't block me. I'm like, heck yes, I'm going to be running down here. I'm getting a shot at the return. No one's blocking me. Like I'm, I'm getting a shot. Let me go make the most of it. Um, but when they block you, it's a little more difficult. You're going <laughs> against some five-star linebacker. But Usually, if you make a good move, you can do your best to get away from them and still have an opportunity to make the tackle if the play generates that far. But I think it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. Like, you know, you just snapped the perfect snap. Your job's done. Like, nothing – you can't mess up anything else. Like, you go down there and make a play. All right. Um, A few more here. Get your questions in uh, for Slade before we have to let him get some rest. Yeah, Blanche, I'm always there for you, my man. Um, you know, my, one question for me is, and I normally say this for the end, but what would you say to LSU fans out there that have been waiting all offseason? What would you say to them from a player that you would like to share with all of LSU Nation from a player's perspective going into next season? What would you like fans to know how players feel as you're getting ready for this heavily anticipated season opener uh i think i think it's uh just a simple phrase be ready i think i think we're ready uh and i think we need the fans to be ready to go out there and support us and know what we're about to put down um because we're going to do our best and we're going to deliver so i hope everyone's excited and ready to go I was told you're a TikToker. Partially, kinda. How many how many followers do you have on TikTok? Uh just short of eighty thousand, I think. Wait, what? 
<laughs> I, I so truth truth be told, I actually follow Ramos on TikTok. I I okay. think uh, I think. Uh, I think Ramos is uh, a pretty good TikToker. He's been big on it in the offseason. I haven't done much uh, TikToking in the offseason. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play this. I'm going to share this real quick. I didn't, I didn't know you're, I didn't know you're a talker. I, I stay off talk. I posted a TikTok and I looked the other day that fifty thousand views. Uh, All right, guys. TikTok. So All right, guys. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, Fall Camp 2023 is here, okay. and we're about to get a sneak peek into All LSU's right. merch drop. All right, so start off with this backpack where everyone knows the good stuff is inside, so let's unpack this for you right here. All right, let me cut the transition to sort all this out. Looking forward to the 2023 season. Here's all the merch. Uh, big shout-out to LSU and Nike for really blessing us with this. I, I don't know what to wear first. <laughs> all right, guys, Fall Camp 2023. Look at that. Y'all go follow him. That's good stuff. I like that, man. I uh, I didn't. How many talks do you post uh, a week? Uh, I might post once a month, but oh. once the season starts, uh, I'll be posting every week. Hopefully, every time we win, I'll make a TikTok. Um, so that'll be fun. All right, let's go to Joshua. Can you take their spear and stab the fifty-yard line? <laughs> Can can I? Yes. Will I? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Uh, I think I might get in trouble for that. But that would certainly uh, be interesting and cause a big fight. I'm 100 percent sure that would cause a big fight. Baker Mayfield did it with the the he didn't. Well, he did it with the Oklahoma flag. But yeah. Yes. Go for it. You do. You do, <laughs> do go it. do it. Yeah. Um, I I think for me. Like, and this is a question I've always wanted to ask you because you are funny on social media. I follow you mostly on Twitter. Um, how much do athletes spend time putting together TikToks and and Instagram content behind the scenes? Uh, me personally, not a lot of time. I, <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I try to stay away from like the time cons- consumption of social media, but I still obviously lose. It's a losing battle, but. Usually I try to stay off it, and when I make a TikTok, I usually it's first try or second try. And Instagram post, I just I try to figure out how to post it. Sometimes I can't even figure out how to do it, um, and try to think of a witty caption as well. But it's it's hard to think of a good caption most of the time. So I'm usually sitting there. That's where most of the time is spent trying to think of a caption to to post on my on my post. Yeah, I try to go back and forth because you know, like the best Instagram captions are like ten words. Yeah. And I don't know enough like funny lyrics or anything like that. So I, that's why I don't post on Instagram. My caption game is just off. I know, dude. It's so hard. I have the greatest picture. I just don't know what to make the caption. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I just, I, I don't know what to say. So I'm glad you go through, um, I'm glad you go through the same issues, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that I go through on, um, on IG. So, I appreciate you big time, man. Obviously, like we did last year, we're going to try and get you on at some point during the season. Um, if that's okay with you, I'd love to get you on at least once during the season. 100%. Uh, we're obviously the biggest supporters. Uh, I think people can go to like Fanatics or something like that and buy your jersey, right? 
I'm pretty sure you can. I don't know how to do it. My mom does know how to do it, though. But I think if you go to Fanatics and you type, like, team personalized and type my name, it's there. Right. Uh, I was actually surprised with – I saw some people wearing my jersey. I was like, no way. That's so <laughs> – that's so crazy. It's so cool. Here's my thing, though. I feel like long snappers should get single-digit privileges. It depends. It depends. <laughs> on a team like LSU, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know on a team like LSU. Uh, how does how does that work exactly? Who who gets what jersey number? Um. Well, obviously they're earned, but yeah, it's a long process with Coach Kelly and the discussion. So when I got here, I had like number fifty, and they asked me, "Is that you want change?" And I was ninety three ECU, but I was like. 44 always was such a cool number to me and somehow I got it. So I got what I wanted, but I think if you want like a single digit number, they said you have to talk to coach Kelly and that's just a little too much work for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I am rock with what you got, but yeah, dude, those single digits are a prime. Yeah, that would be, that would be crazy. <laughs> so the headline of this, uh, here's I'm, I'm going to clickbait you. All right. Okay. I'm going to say, at underscore Slade Roy demands jersey number seven at LSU. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be the funniest reveal of all time. Patrick Peterson, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Slade, Slade Roy. Roy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I freaking love it. Um, but yeah, you got the 6 a.m. wake up call. I wanted to get you out of here before 9 p.m. I appreciate you, obviously, as you joined the three time guest club along with the Oscar winner Van Lathan, Blake Rafino, and a few others. Congratulations, man. Illustrious. Uh, on, on to guest appearance number four sometime in Absolutely. the future. Um, and uh, lastly, I got to end on this. Zippy's fan, you were at, unironically, the last PHL meetup in Baton Rouge. You sure? Yeah, no idea that was even happening. No, I didn't. And and, and it was it's it's the metaphysical, right? It was it, it was meant to be that you it and was I were meant was, to be, right? And um, and that was so cool. It was you and a bunch of players. I, I know Jay Bramblett was there, mm-hmm. and I did not know this. I go I go look on Zippy's Instagram. Best day of my life, Slade. Was Zippy's followed me on Instagram, and I suck. Kind of like a minute ago. I suck at Instagram. That was the best day of my life. I think yes. that freaking much. That's awesome. Uh, and and I just picked it. I didn't know that you guys were going to be there. So I was able yeah. to meet Toviano and meet Hughes for a little bit. And, right. and I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, hanging out, man. It, it, was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was fun. Zippy's was, is an awesome place to go and their food is awesome. It's always a good atmosphere. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate you. And uh, we'll be talking to you later on in the season, man. Go Tigers, baby. Thank you for having me. Go Tigers. All right, let's go. All right, but uh, I'll hit you up later tonight, okay, my man? Or I'll All hit right, you up Thank you. All right, buddy. All right, Cheers. Perfect. Bye. Cheers, up. That is Slade Roy. There you go. Now, really appreciate him. Uh, I butchered one of those questions there at the end. <laughs> I repeated the same thing twice. Uh, 
that was so much fun. Obviously, Slade has been on here a bunch. We're big supporters of him. One thing you can do, obviously, to help, you know, we've had we've been lucky to have quite a few really good football players on our team. All right. To make this easy for everybody, I think a lot of you do follow me on Twitter. Go to at Power Hour LSU, and the easiest way to get to Slade Roy's page, you could just go to my page right here, okay? And you can click on this, and then he will be tagged in this post down here. So at Slade Roy underscores his name on Twitter. He is also on Instagram, Slade Roy. You'll find it. And uh, go follow him on TikTok. I, 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 I don't know how many TikTokers we have on here, uh, but follow him on all platforms. It's easy to find Slade Roy. He's got a unique name, so that obviously helps out. So obviously we're big Slade fans here on PHL. No, Joshua, you got to go thank him, right? He's spending time out of his day with us. Now, I know his parents. His parents are really nice. That obviously helps. I didn't know them beforehand, which is kind of cool. Also, something else that's kind of cool is we we were the first interview. I was like, let me just reach out to him. I think he's interesting. Um, and I got to be real with you, man. Uh, I just like him. He just seems like somebody that I would hang around. And, um, and I like that. I like that. He's a country music fan. I used to be a country music DJ. So there you go. Now, here's what we're going to do. For those that are new here to PHL, we are very selective with who we have on this channel. So um, we'll just do our normal live stream. I know a lot of you have questions about certain players that are on this team. I tend to focus on what I know. This is not a channel uh, that has been based on speculation on player X or player Y or anything like that. Okay. So what I would tell you is the question that I've gotten the most um, over the past 24 hours is Denver Harris. And I'll touch on that. Okay. Now, once again, any topic under the sun you want to talk about, feel free to fly in a question. Feel free to super chat any question that you want. Okay. I see a lot of you talking about corn dogs. Okay. So, Samuel asks, was Denver Harris even going to start? Probably not. Okay. The starters at corner for LSU will be Deuce Chestnut and Zy Alexander. It is going to take a lot for those guys to not start week one versus Florida State. Now, it does help that those guys have played the most football as well. Okay. They are very, very, very experienced. Okay. And the number three corner very well could be Ashton Stamps, the true freshman out of New Orleans. Okay. So um, I, I will be straight up with you. Okay. As far as Denver Harris is concerned, obviously Brian Kelly's got to make a decision. And I feel Denver Harris can play at LSU. I understand that the spring game was rough. I understand these this past couple of weeks have been rough. I think he can play Division I football at LSU. But 
this was a team built with a strong locker room last year. You notice there really wasn't a whole lot of sloppiness from LSU in terms of penalties. There really wasn't a time last year where you felt like LSU wasn't playing together or they weren't playing hard, okay? Even though Texas A&M and Georgia kind of pulled away from us, we still played very hard to the bitter end in those games. And part of that is a strong locker room, right? As Slade shared, the symbiosis, even before the skirmish, was already strong. So, what Brian Kelly is pretty big on, you, a lot of coaches say culture this or culture that or anything like that. The simple truth is you do not want to risk losing what was a major benefit for your team last year. So, we'll see what happens as far as that is concerned. And we'll see where LSU goes from here, okay? Now, the hard part about this, okay, is if Denver Harris was a wide receiver, not really that big of a deal because obviously LSU always has an abundance at that position. But he does play the position that desperately needs some depth. And Denver Harris has proven that he can hold his own in the SEC. So I am really freaking excited about who actually wants to be there and who's actually going to show up and show out. So that's basically everything I have to share about that. I don't know what's truly next uh, for both parties at this point. But what I can tell you is... I think the secondary still has enough. I do. I really, really, really do. Okay. Now, Michael B says, sorry, I missed the first 40 minutes. My neighbor was ringing the doorbell and he likes to talk. Well, tell your neighbor Slade Roy was on the channel. Huh? 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 Uh, Alex wants to talk about AP rankings. I can definitely do that. Um... Blanche, I saw you tweet this out as they tweet this out. I saw you comment this a little bit earlier. You feel okay. So if you feel the ceiling of this team is 10 wins, guess what? That's a good season. That's a good season. If you were to tell me, Blanche, that this team could go 10 and 2 next season. Okay. In year two of the Brian Kelly regime, I'll take it. I will. I'll take it. I'll take it. But the issue with that is. Yes. If you would have told me two years ago, would you take 10 and 2 in year two? I would say absolutely. However, expectations change. Okay. And you won the West last season. You return your OC, you return your DC, you return your quarterback, 
you return your left tackle, you return your best receiver, you return your best running backs, and you return your two best defensive tackles and the best defensive player, arguably you've had at the school since Tyron Matthew, maybe 10-2 and isn't good enough for this season. So, I feel as if this team has enough to go to the playoff. I do. So, Blanche, I would would disagree objectively that this team is a 10-2 and team. Okay? I think this team has a ceiling of undefeated. I do think that is in the realm of possibility. Vegas thinks that as well. The only game Vegas has LSU as an underdog at this point is on the road at Alabama. Okay? So, it is that simple. It is that simple. Vegas thinks you're going 11-1 and in theory. LSU's over-under right now is at 9.5. I could see it get down to 9. I could see it get up to 10. Obviously, it depends on the book. Uh, but, you know, when I look, when I look at a 9.5 win total, I don't, I don't think necessarily one way or the other because last year's LSU's win total was 7.5. And, and I had LSU as an 8-14. and 7-5, 8-4, and four, that's where I had this team. Okay. And this year, I I have them at ten and two. Right now, that's where I feel they are. Um, but I do think it is in the cards to go eleven and one and getting into the playoffs. I do. I really, really, really do. Okay. Um, and Joshua asked, "What what about eight and four? That's in the cards as well. Eight and four could happen. I don't think so. I really don't." I really, really, really don't. Uh, Jared says, I wouldn't mind 10-2 and two if we beat Georgia in the SEC championship and go to the playoffs. Yeah, you would need more for that to actually happen to get in. Um, because let's just say Georgia is undefeated and you beat them in the SEC championship game. Are you getting in over Georgia in the playoffs? Probably not. Georgia would probably still... Get in, or I don't know. Georgia's strength the schedule is going to be so down because you know there's nothing they can really do about that. Um, so that's basically where we are. There's so many different hypotheticals, especially considering you know last year or, or just throughout the whole playoff era, it's just always been a certainty that Alabama is going to finish uh, in in the top four. They've been in the playoff more often than not. So. Now that Alabama has some perceived weaknesses, I could see uh, this playoff season being very chaotic. And honestly, this year... truly do think we are going to have the most chaos we have had in quite some time. Okay. So be ready for that. Now... Next thing. Feel free to ask me anything. There's a lot that I want to get into, though, tonight. Obviously, when I do an interview, the mindset's very different, especially if it's a current player of the team. Um, 
One thing I, 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 I will say, all right, the major takeaway from the interview tonight, so if you're just now joining us, I know some of you are probably rewinding, trying to you know, go listen to it while trying to fight if you want to stay live right now. I totally get that, okay? I don't know why I dropped this pin. I do want to bring up one very specific thing. Starting faster. Slade Roy shared that Brian Kelly has put an emphasis on beginning games better. Okay. Now, there were more cases of the offense starting faster, or actually it's vice versa. There were more cases of where the defense started fast than the offense, okay? Now, as Slade pointed out, they had enough talent and good coaching to come back and actually win these games, okay? But championship teams do start faster. They just do. And if you go down the list of games that we played last season, okay, we did not start fast. And you just can't do that. You just can't always be in a spot where you're trying to figure out how to win a game. Okay. And LSU, let's be real here. They did a really good job last year finding ways to win. All right. That is a very good thing. But at the same time, when you play a lot of these 50-50 games, Maybe the ball doesn't bounce your way in that game. So something that we've been talking about a lot of on this channel is being more assertive, dominating teams. Championship teams dominate most of their opposition. And part of the reason why LSU played a lot of 50-50 games is they did not start fast. Now, they did do a really good job of adjusting. In particular, Jaden was really good at the end of halves, okay? Go down the list of the games that we played last year. Jaden was at his absolute best at the final drive of a half, right? Florida State at his best at the end of the fourth quarter. Mississippi State at his best at the end of the second half or at the end of the second quarter or at the end of the fourth quarter. Okay, Florida, well, he was great the entire game. Go look at all the games. He was so good in that spot. But the issue is all drives, mathematically, are equal. So we want to be good right out the gate. So there's a lot of different things that go into starting fast. Obviously, your game script. Did you give our team a good enough game script from a coaching perspective, from a player's perspective. Was everybody locked in on the same page at every level of the offense and the defense? We had some slow starts defensively, right? Tennessee was one of them. That kind of makes sense. They're really good. Florida, we gave up an opening drive, Tutty. There were some games that we did not start well defensively. And, you know, Slade acknowledges as well, there were also some games we did not start well on special teams. 
Uh, obviously, Tennessee was definitely one of those games. So, you know, y- you've got to start faster. And I think that, to me, was the biggest takeaway because Slade pulled the curtain back and showed you and told you that that is what they want to do. Okay. See, we will go to the SEC championship when Bama loses in College Station. Well, you would need Bama to lose again if we don't beat them, right? The best thing to do is just beat them because that just gives you so many different tiebreaker advantages. Okay. And yeah, Tennessee beat the crap out of us. I will say Tennessee was a really freaking good team, uh, but they should not have come in our building and beat the crap out of us. It did help, though, that they were coming off a bye. It was a huge, huge bonus for them. Um, it was early bye, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Sibley. Um, each game is different. But if you dominate every game, that means every game is being played at your pace. All right, now it's impossible to just go on and just dominate every single game. But we did not dominate enough, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Okay? Now, I'd also like to say thanks uh, to everyone for, you know, thoughts and and, 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 and prayers. We went to uh, – we had to travel to go see a medical specialist uh, today, and uh, all the reports were good. It wasn't for me. It was for uh, my wife. Everything was good. I really appreciate all uh, those. It was a long day of travel. Actually, I got in um, at 8 p.m. So uh, it was good. Obviously, those things are, are are always very stressful. And I was like, God, dog, man, this is just crazy. So we got up at uh, – just to let you in know, behind the curtain. Got up at like 536, uh, and uh, now we're back here. And I got to interview a player on the freaking LSU football team. I never take this stuff for granted. So appreciate all you guys. Um, and obviously, there wasn't any health issues. It was just very precautionary stuff. But I say that. If you're thinking, you guys know, I'll stop a live stream to share important stuff. If you haven't done that colonoscopy, if you haven't done that mammogram, if you haven't done whatever, go do it. Go do it. Health is wealth, baby. Health is wealth okay jordan davis country music superstar i've interviewed jordan davis before good to see you man or georgia defensive tackle oh no everything's good man everything everything's good that's why that's why we went it we we had a good feeling everything was good but you know i always want to get that second opinion um so there you go. Uh, BKs are doing a lot of press conferences, but the weekly press conference, the Monday press conference, will start on um, – it will start – let me see. The Monday before Florida State, more than likely. That's how it would normally work. So – Cheered. <laughs> huh? 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 
That's good. Let's go to Brian. Tennessee is considered the best offense in, F- in the FBS. Last year, them, Georgia, and Ohio State, you can pick any one of those three. Um, How close is Florida State to them scheme and personnel-wise? What significant roster advantages does LSU have, if any, at this point? Okay. Now, before I answer this, Dr. Morgan, keyword Dr. Morgan, so she actually knows what she's talking about. Get all the appropriate cancer screenings. So, obviously, as Slade pointed out, they're not going to get into their Florida State stuff until next week, which is honestly pretty standard. Uh, they're more so, you know, focused on getting what they need to get done, done. Okay. Um, what I would say as far as um, the likenesses and differences of of them is they both like to get explosive plays. They also both like to get numbers in the running game. Okay. Both of those things, though, applies to all the major modern offenses. That's what Lane tries to do. That's what, obviously, Hypel tries to do. And that is what Florida State tries to do. Now, how different is Florida State's offense compared to Tennessee's offense? They're very different, right? Um, Florida State doesn't run as many option routes where the receivers are going to run a route based on the coverage that they get. Um, and obviously Florida state, they do like to move quick, but nobody moves faster than Tennessee at this point. So obviously both offenses did well against us last year. Obviously Tennessee did better than Florida state. Uh, so yeah, I think Florida state, obviously we'll do a film study on this, or if you guys want to do a film study, um, on the Florida State offense, type Y for yes, type N for no if you would like for me uh, to break them down. Because I do like watching the Florida State offense because I love counter. I really do. I love – I think if I was an offensive play caller, I would run a lot of counter. That's not what LSU likes to do. And you should base your offense around personnel. You shouldn't. And what you like to do as an offense. Um, but honestly, I know it's going to sound like a beaten horse – uh, a beaten horse, it's, whatever the phrase is, you have got to stop Florida State's counter. You just do. It is what they do. It's their identity, and they are comfortable when they are able to run counter. Uh, Norvell gets comfortable. Their offensive coordinator and OL coach Alex Atkins gets very comfortable. That's what they want to do. Okay, so for me. You got to stop that. When you look at that Florida State game as a whole, and I've gone back and I've rewatched it twice, LSU's defense was good in the game. They were. They stunk, however, in one major aspect, and that is getting off the field on third down. They've got to do a better job of that going into this game next year. Okay? But you do give them a little bit 
bit of leeway on that because Madhouse, that was his first time calling a game in, in, in eons. Um, so let's, let's be real here. LSU in almost every shape, form, and fashion. And this isn't an LSU take. This is just a real take. They're going to be in a better spot to play this game uh, in coaching, in personnel, and in just mindset, as Slade brought up earlier tonight. Okay? That is true, man. If you get the center in the backfield... Uh, you blow counter up. That's just true. It's a good point. Okay. Let's see, NFL LSU 34 to 17. There you go. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next 15, 20 minutes, because I have to get up so freaking early this morning, we will have a live stream tomorrow night at 6. Remember, the Wednesday night live streams at 6 p.m. Central, okay? But in the next 10, 15 minutes, 15, 20, you guys know we like to you know keep it going. If we super chat, we'll keep going for our normal two-hour live stream. Also, if you super chat, I'll go straight to it, okay? But you can ask me any LSU football question under the sun right now. One big relief for me tonight, okay, is part of why I wanted to get Slate on the channel is for us to start focusing a little bit more on the current team because so much of college football media has become recruiting, 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 and realignment, 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 and NIL and NIL and NIL and portal and portal and portal. I'm glad we're able to talk to a player uh, who is actually on the team. That's someone that you can actually like, right? Uh, He's putting in the work. He's immersed himself into Baton Rouge and African culture, uh, as you saw earlier today. So there you go. Marcus, you get to pick the next topic. Go right on ahead, man. Anything you want to talk about, we'll go straight to it. How about that? Okay. Uh, I have not, Hal. I've not picked. Now, obviously, more likely I'm going to pick my team to win uh, the game. But I will say this, Hal. I kind of want to do the opposite. And why is that? Because I picked LSU to beat Mississippi State in 20. I picked LSU to beat UCLA in 2021. I picked LSU to beat Florida State in 2022. So I might be the kiss of death. But then again, every LSU media member picks LSU on the season opener because they want them to win. We want the team to win. It gets people more interested. It gets people wanting to watch our stuff. So most media won't say this, but they want the team to win. Second Super Chat. Or two-hour Super Chat, so the kid wants to go two hours. We'll see how it goes. I won't make any promises there, but hey, if you guys keep it going, we'll go. I'm normally a two-hour man, okay? Um, But also, if you're just not joining us, you're able to go back and listen to Slade drop some real knowledge, okay? 
but yes, the kid, any question you want to get to, we can do it. Now, I know some of you are just not joining us. What's up with Denver Harris? Uh, I shared what I shared um, a little bit earlier, but I'll share it again because you did super chat. I don't know fully. I've heard all different kinds of things. I've not built this channel on being the rumor mill. Okay. But understand that a good portion of my day is on the phone with people that are smarter than me, people that are plugged in, people that go to practice, um, and all the other time of the day I'm watching college football, whether it's my SEC channel, which is growing, and, or if it's my LSU channel, okay? Never really wanted to be the insider type, but what I could tell you is this, and I shared this yesterday on Blake's channel, and I'll be even more straightforward here. Okay. Here's my biggest issue with the whole Denver Harris thing. Okay. He wasn't in the team photo yesterday. When something like that happens and you do this full time, your phone blows up. Where the heck is Denver Harris? Where the heck is Denver Harris? Okay. Um, and you know, I've gotten three calls asking the same thing. One from an LSU booster. Uh what do you know? What, what's happening? Um, it drives me crazy. And this isn't a Denver Harris like slight. It really isn't. But the whole focus of the team photo was who wasn't there instead of the over 120 people that were in that photo involved with LSU football. Thank you, William. Yes, once again, 6 p.m. live stream tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, and that's okay. I It's not you, Marcus, or anything, because everybody just wants to know. But this is the issue, okay? It's, it's, it's not hard to just do the right thing. It's just not, okay? Like... It's 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 not because I can't imagine the phone calls and texts that players are receiving about what's happening here. What I will also say is, yes, I had a really good grade on Denver Harris on my personal evaluation on him coming out of high school. OK. And yes. I really, really thought this second chance was going to be a really good thing for him, okay? But the good thing about football is it's not just about athleticism or stars or anything like that. You've got to be buttoned up, all right? You do. And whatever the case may be, there is something going on here. It stinks, it absolutely stinks. And we didn't have a whole lot of this going into last year. And I do feel it was a big reason why under a first-year coach we were able to win so many close games because the team was together. They were heady. They were smart. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was such a big benefit, having that on the team when we didn't – when we weren't as buttoned up the two years prior. So – you know, Marcus follows up. I don't want him to be a distraction. I I do think, in general, 
the idea of distractions in college football is kind of overblown because coaches always tell you, we don't want any distractions. We want to focus in. We, don't, we, we want to shut out the outside noise or whatever. But in this case, Marcus is asking about an in-house distraction. It is. It just is. Okay. So I hate that. I really, really, really do. So I, I, I wish our team the best. I hope Denver Harris can get it together because we definitely need some defensive back depth. Uh, and I, I, I hope everybody, you know, finds a way forward here. Okay. But, but yeah, you know, everyone's in there doing the right thing. It's not, here's the thing. It's also not that hard to buy into what LSU is selling. Right. There's not many places better. <laughs> I would argue there's not any place better to play football than LSU. Uh, I have it saved in my phone. The Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson photo shoot that those two did together in their NFL jerseys. By the way, underdog fantasy promo code Carter. Guess who has been the one to pick in 99% of my underdog drafts that I have done. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Jerseys, football cards. I went to the National Sports Card Collecting Convention a few weeks in Chicago. Couldn't buy any of their cards. They're too expensive. I saw I saw a $20,000 Jamar Chase card in my wildest dreams. Okay. There were some, there were some cards of them that, that were more expensive than me. They're not a quarterback. Defensive backs. It doesn't matter. If you go to LSU, you get that brand. Get freaking Corey Webster visiting your practices, giving you motivational speeches. That's that's also an issue because LSU is a dream school to be a defensive back. And this is your second one. Okay. So hopefully whatever happens, happens. But, you know, this locker room was really together last year. They're really together this year. You just don't want any of that, okay? Now, let's go to Donovan's Super Chat. Today I heard a gump say he thought LSU would lose three or four games, but then said he thought Auburn could possibly win eight. That's insane to me. All right. Let's talk. All right. We have a lot of PHLers that live in Alabama. Jared is the head of the Alabama PHL chapter, but we got a lot of you there. Sherry Berry, Pooh Bear, a lot of you. Okay. Now, here's what I will say about that Auburn can win eight games. I'm telling you right now, when it comes to being between the headsets, and coaching the actual game of football, all right? Hugh Freeze is a top five coach in the sport. He is that good at understanding a game plan, putting together a game plan, putting together a roster, putting together a coaching staff. He is really good. Now, is he my cup of tea? No. <laughs> I don't think I would I I just I just don't think that I would I would hang around him. 
but he can coach football. And he gets along well with his coaches. Heck, we've seen him coach from a hospital garden. He's really good at coaching. I like their OC hire. I like their DC hire. Uh, Montgomery and Roberts. I I think Hugh um, humbly gave up his play calling duties. We did a video on this on Power Hour SEC. How three different coaches gave up their play calling duties and what it says about their character. Um, go check that out. The, the title, the thumbnail is Magic Wand. It's an old guy uh, waving a magic wand. Go check it out. Um, I, 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 I think Auburn has a chance to be a really good team this year. In year one. Because Hugh is good. He just is. Say what you want about the off the field. Between the headsets, he's good. He's really, really, really good. Now, today I heard a gump say he thought LSU would lose three or four games. Would and could are two different things. Could LSU lose three or four games? Yes, they could. They could. Okay. Nine and three. Is not a bad season. It's not what we want, though. We want 11 and 1 minimum because that's getting us in a playoff, depending on what we do in the SEC championship game versus Georgia. Okay. I don't think we will lose four games. I don't think we will lose three games. Right now, my personal projections has us as a 10 and 2 team. That's how I feel about the roster. I think I think it's I think it's 10 and 2. I do. Um but then again, one win here, one win there. You're eleven and one. It just depends. We we had some good close game luck last year, and hopefully that continues going into next year. Now, I wouldn't put LSU and Auburn in the same boat. Okay. Uh, because obviously eight wins isn't nearly as good as 10 wins. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. Now, next thing I want to get into, because on Sunday I got flamed for praising Garrett Nussmeyer. It was one viewer, <laughs> huh? 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 but it was kind of strange. Um, so Garrett Nussmeyer met with the media today. I didn't get to hear the full thing, but they asked him, why didn't you transfer? Okay. It doesn't matter how big of a Jaden Daniels supporter you are. Obviously, I'm a very big one. His bobblehead is in the backdrop of every LSU live stream. And as you can see, I only have goats. I got a Dylan Cruz card. I got an Angel Reese card, Mason Smith card. We'll see if he joins the goats right here. I think it's possible. Um, look. The second most important player on your team is your backup quarterback. It just is on every football team ever. Okay. Uh, you are nothing if you don't have a backup quarterback. 
So Garrett Nussmeyer, already knowing that he would start somewhere else, is doing us a big solid. Now, does he get NIL? Yeah. He got the Cheez-Its deal. He's got other stuff going on. But I do feel he authentically wants to be at LSU. And today was further examples of that. Okay? He's huge for the future of our program. Huge. Um, I I really like Garrett Nussbrenner. I've gotten to know a little bit more about him from people around him. I've never talked to him once before. I've never talked to Jaden once before. I haven't. Um, and that's a good fortune, though, to get to know some people around him, which is cool. Um, obviously, I want to meet both of them really badly. I I I do think this. I know a lot of people say, well, of course he stayed because he got an NIL deal. Okay, cool. But do you know how screwed we would be if we didn't have him? And look, I like Ricky Collins. I do. We would be cooked if we did not have a backup quarterback situation, especially one as good as his. Now, hopefully we will not need him because Jaden is going to kill it so badly this next year. But you've got to have a backup quarterback just for, for rep's sake. Okay. And I just love me some Garrett Nussmeyer. I love his attitude. Uh, I always share what someone close to him told me that he is positively stubborn. He wants to make it work at LSU. And he shared the stuff about how much like Charles means to him. Remember he's the son of a coach. So he's moved around, uh, you know, basically his whole life. And, he said the one constant he had was Lake Charles, Louisiana, and that the LSU matters to him. So I'm all aboard the Nuss bus. I thought, obviously, I knew he'd sound really good, but I just like the two leaders we have in our room, and I still love the fact that Garrett Nussbuyer is willing to compete and be patient. Okay? I will also tell you this. Bud Elliott, a national college football writer I, I, I really like, Rank Garrett Nussmeyer as a top five quarterback in the SEC now. Okay. And I do think he is the best backup in the SEC. Okay. So I think all those things are very, very, very important. Okay. I do. I do. I wanted to show Nuss some love tonight, and um, and I'm a big Nuss believer. I am. I am. Now, all the intangible stuff aside, he can play. He can play. Now, one more thing to include into this, okay? Um, I have a very good relationship with my dad. A very good relationship with my mom. Very, very good relationship with my wife's parents. We talk about the super dads of PHL, the super moms of PHL, the importance of a family support and all of that. You kind of have to be stubborn if you're the son of like a coach coach, right? It's a little bit different to be the son of a high school coach because high school coaches just aren't as mobile. 
right? You're able to stay at a job a little bit longer. But one thing to keep in mind, Garrett Nussmeyer's dad is, is, is a millionaire, you know, multiple times over. Obviously, he was a pretty solid player, and he's been a very successful coach. But now he goes from Dallas all the way to, to, to California to go coach Justin Herbert, okay? With all the moving around and stuff like that, the fact that Garrett has been so strong-willed and in his own right, he has not moved around. He has decided to stay put, right? It's very impressive. Maybe that is something he was looking for. Maybe he was looking for a place, like, especially with the portal, you would think someone who is a very transient person, someone that's used to going from place to place, enjoys the stability of LSU. So I really do respect Garrett Nussmeyer in that aspect because there are a lot of kids that, after lining up Georgia, would have taken the best bag possible and a guaranteed role as a starter at some NC State or something like that. But no, he wants to make it work here. Okay. There's Charlie holding it down in the Philippines. It's good stuff, man. It's Dr. Morgan. Self-disciplined, personal NFL coaches kid, absolutely. So I wanted to show him some love here tonight. Now, Jared brings this up. I'm glad he sent out the bowling game now. He was right about that. He was right about that. I was wrong. I thought he should have played. I thought he should have played. Now, I will also say this. Okay. Garrett Nussmeyer is probably the best LSU TikToker. So we're talking about Slade Roy. I've never actually looked at Slade's TikTok. Hand hand to the to the Bible. I've never actually looked at Slade Roy's TikTok. Okay. So something happened to me. So we have a PHL. His name's Branson, and uh, Branson is one of my really good friends. Now he's a student at LSU, and he's really good on TikTok. Really, really, really good. I am not. Okay, this is a true story. All right, I posted a TikTok from meeting Joe Burrow earlier this year. Okay, and. The crux of the video wasn't even that. It was the LSU-Texas game. So I, I did a TikTok, and I actually like TikTok, the app. I'm just a YouTube guy, right? I like posting content to YouTube the best. It's where most of my community is. I suck at Facebook. I am not some of these other LSU people who have huge Facebook followings. So if you're on Facebook, please go give me a like. I, I don't know. The the Facebook algorithm does not like me. I might just suck at Facebook. I don't know. Um, come on, come on, Meta. Come on. I use I use all your Meta products. I use WhatsApp. I use Instagram. I use all of it. But I post this TikTok. Turn off. The, the the app 
reopen the app, go check it. It went viral. It went freaking viral. Over 50,000 views. It is hard. It is hard to get a college football thing to go viral on TikTok. 50,000 views. That is crazy. I don't think I've ever had a video on PHL go for 50,000 views. So if you want me to post more TikTok content, let me know. Um, type Y for yes, type N for no. Let me know. Uh, I'll post more. Uh, uh, if you guys like shorts, I'll post more more shorts. Um, I am going through what I want to do content-wise going into next season. Should this channel just be live streams? I've thought about that. All right. I have sincerely thought about that because the work that goes into just producing a 14-minute super edited film study is is a lot. But when I do one of those, I get messages from you guys furious that it wasn't a live stream. Shorts are hard to cut. They take a while. You got to you got to cut them differently. Now, let's go to Johnny. I got my cards, and thanks for the message inside with the cards, Carter. I've been really busy. I meant to tell you yesterday. There you go, Johnny. It's all good, man. Uh, we have a few Arkansas viewers. Good to see you, man. Holding it down in the sawmill. Holding it down in the sawmill. I love it. So, what's up, Joshua? Good to see you. I like the lives. I might just do live streams. I don't know. I'm going through all my analytics as we get ready for the season. I still can't believe that happened. But obviously, hopefully, we get Burrow on a live stream. That would be crazy. My big goal for the next year. All right, one guy I would love to have on in the next year. Next offseason, I'm obviously not going to bother him now. But next offseason, I would love to have Patrick Peterson on here. Because that's actually someone I do have a little bit of a relationship bit with. Uh, kind of lost contact after you know he left. Makes sense. He went to the NFL, and I was still at LSU. Love Patrick Peterson. And he and I would have the best conversations uh, off camera about the NFL. I'm serious. We would talk about the NFL. We wouldn't really talk about LSU stuff. And one other thing I'll say about Patrick Peterson is he would tell me what he was going to accomplish in the NFL. And he accomplished pretty much everything. You know, like obviously every player wants to win a Super Bowl. Um, but that guy... Patrick Peterson is one of the sharpest human beings I've ever met. It is crazy. Van wants to talk Denver Harris. Tell me now. There you go. So we talked a lot about him tonight. You did super chat, so we'll bring it up again. Let's go. Y'all, y'all. Y'all show some clap emojis in the chat for Van. Always dropping it big. Van, I hate that you mislaid Roy. I hate that everybody tuning in now mislaid Roy. 
Um, but go back and re-listen to it. He shared a lot of really cool behind-the-scenes stuff. Also broke down his African dancing in um, Senegal. No, no, you, it's all good, man. That's a good thing. Uh, I think Slade would have liked to have still been on now, but he did have a 6 a.m. wake-up call. It's cool. But, Van, I'll, I'll tell you this. Slade did join the three-time guest club. That's an exclusive club. Not a whole lot of people in that club. And you're part of that club. Well, no, you've been on only twice. That was Matt Mock that other time. Huh? 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 If y'all miss the Matt Mock night, the asterisk Matt Mock channel night. What if Matt Mock randomly Googled LSU live streams? And he's watching right now. And he did the the Drewski meme. He was like, me. <laughs> Matt was like, what is this guy talking about? We got we we got we gotta get Matt Mock on here. So I'll talk about Denver Harris again. Now Here's what I'm going to do. We talked about all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Obviously, I won't get into any particulars. Um, but a lot of it is kind of a mystery at this point. What I will tell you, though, okay, I'll say this to everybody. This locker room was so together last year. They really were. They really bought in. And I know every YouTuber with their favorite team and LSU stuff in the background is going to say that, but they really did. You could see it. You could see it. How many off the field haywire things did we have last year? Tell me. Somebody tell me. We'll do that, but I'll, I'll touch on I'll touch on this so as well. Okay. And I think Pegasus brought this up. Pegasus, let me know if you're still in here or not. Um, here's one of the more frustrating things about it. Okay. We are mostly frustrated with potential here. Okay. All right. We're mostly frustrated with potential. And yeah, Scooby, that's basically the one. Okay. And that's it. Now, here's something else that needs to get brought up. Is it certain that he was actually going to be a superstar for LSU this next season? The answer to that is no. Now, it's not certain if he is or isn't going to play next year. We'll obviously wait to know that, okay? But I think that's probably another frustrating thing here. Like, you got to kind of prove yourself. <laughs> you know, you, you, you just do. Um, what I would also say about uh, about this is 
this obviously gives Ashton Stamps wide open room to be in the rotation day one. Okay. I think he's going to have to play a lot. We're going to need Zion Alexander to play a lot. We're going to need Deuce Chestnut to play a lot. And maybe you give Sage Ryan the opportunity to see if he could play outside corner. We've tried him pretty much everywhere except that. I don't know. I would be very experimental in these next couple of days. Okay. So you had the J.K. Johnson injury. We'll see what happens there. And obviously we have the uncertainty here with Denver. Hope everything works out there. And now Matt House is probably asking a few questions of, well, let's see what we can do scheme-wise to switch some things up. All right. Now, next thing I would say. This Florida State game might need to be the shootout game. Okay. And what do I mean by that? Every year, a national championship winning team wins in a shootout. The defense can't stop a nosebleed. You just got to hope Jaden can put up so many points that it won't matter what we give up defensively. Obviously, LSU historically hasn't won a whole lot of those types of games. We haven't played in a whole lot of those games because normally we have really good defenses. But the the, the truth here is you you better find a way to 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 win this game versus Florida State because let's just say the secondary is not ready and Jordan Travis carves us up, then let's go. Who gives a rip? Let's, let's bail the defense out like we did on the road at Florida last year. So maybe it is in the cards that we beat Florida state in a game where it's 38, 35. Okay. Right now, the over-under sits at around, like, 51. Uh, I like the over in this game. Now, there's obviously challenges to that because, you know, last year this game was, you know, kind of a 24-23 kind of game with a bunch of late random scoring in it. Um, but I do like the over. These Both of these teams don't necessarily like to play at a lightning-fast pace, but – you know, when you have two quarterbacks that are as high on the Heisman odds list and they both return with their top receiver back and a bunch of talented guys into the equation, I I think this game is going to be a shootout. I do. I do. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Maybe and and here here's something else. Here's something else that could happen. Now, understand. This is coming from someone that does think Denver Harris is really good. 
I liked him coming out of high school. Obviously, we had a small sample with him last year at Texas A&M. But maybe part of his frustration is he's struggling. And maybe that lends itself to self-doubt and not doing the right things. Okay? That can happen, too. It can happen, too. All right? It can happen, too. It's it's It stinks, though. It really, really, really does stink. Um, now, go hard or go home says, unless you're UGA, you don't play in shootouts. Did you see their biggest game last year? Exactly. Got to win those games. Now, they were in kind of a shootout situation the year before in the SEC championship game. They weren't able to win it. Now, luckily enough, they were able to get the rematch versus Alabama. And that game was more of a Georgia-Alabama kind of feel. But... Normally, uh, yeah, exactly, the Ohio State game was a shootout, a legendary one. I had the over. <laughs> huh? 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 Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, I always say this. Division One college football is really hard to play. It's hard for so many different reasons. Now, next thing. Actually, I'm not going to talk about this tonight. This is more of an off-season topic regarding uh, this situation. I'll save it for the off-season. Let's go to Mr. Gibson. I don't see Florida State as a shootout, even with the C-plus corner preparedness the first game. Front seven and safeties will catch the slack if needed. I think it's going to be a shootout, man. I do. I really, really, really do. I hope you're right, though. I, I, I hope you're right about this, John, for this reason. LSU last year is not a shootout team. It's not really Brian Kelly style. You know, obviously at Notre Dame, he didn't play in a lot of those kinds of games. Um. So yeah. Everybody, welcome Danta to the channel. Good to see you, Danta. Could be true. I, I won't go any further on, you know, if he had it easy at AM. Um I won't. But I'll wait to see what actually happens. But th there is something that, that I've noticed. Uh, so there you go. Wait, really? Okay, I definitely gotta watch this now. There's no way. Ah, ah, ah. 
I I can't imagine the juxtaposition of doing that show and then watching me. That show some some pretty. Uh, I like that. I do. Now, here's the next thing. Okay. And I need you, whoever you are watching this right now, to listen closely. Okay. Um, I think, and, and this is just coming uh, from me. I think personally it's going to be a big year for your boy. Okay. Um, and I feel like we're about to, you know, really hit it in high gear. We're going to hit new viewership marks. We're going to hit 10,000 subscribers. It's really hard to get to that number as I've learned as an independent person. Um, it's hard. This stuff is really hard. Um, I, I, I can't thank you guys enough for the support. Now, I know a lot of you, especially like Skippers and Jared's, you're, you're at every live stream, LA Mom, uh, Marcus, so on. You guys know you are Pegasus. You're at every single one that I do. Now, this is where things are about to hit into high gear. And I'm going to need you guys to really support your boy. I'm doing a lot of different things. We're doing some fantasy stuff. Grinding. Obviously, a lot of big life things have changed for me personally. But this next year, I promise you, I feel like we're going to hit the stratosphere. I really, really, really do. And it's because of people like Sibley. It's a chance. Gibson, you guys really freaking support me. I, I can't thank you enough with the Patreon, all that good stuff. Uh, I, I just want to say thank you. I really do. All right. A few more things. Once again, if you super chat, we'll keep it going. And uh, and I'll talk briefly in the Discord after this. But once again, got up at 5 in the morning, and I'm really happy. Uh, we got some good reports. Uh, traveling. The traveling life. I like it. I do. I like traveling. I want to travel to different SEC campuses. Uh, let's see. Carter, it's off topic, but can you settle debate I had with Bama? Who is a better Bama D-line The Quinton Williams or what was his name? Allen or Deron Payne? Oh, who was the best out of these? Quinton Allen, Quinton Williams, Allen or Deron Payne? I would go Allen, Williams, Payne. NFL, I would say. Williams, Allen Payne. No offense, you mispronounced my name. It's Dante. Or is it, da oh, no, Dante. Okay. Welcome, Dante. My apologies. Uh, good to see you. I can't ever grow a beard out to save my life. It itches too much. I'm a wimp. Let's get a few more in here. Let's see, I like the Tigers' chances this year not living on another team's reputation from last year. Hmm. 
Slade's a good dude. He just sent me a really nice message. He's just a good dude. Y'all please go follow Slade Roy. Let him know that you really appreciated it. Slade Roy on Twitter and on all platforms. But yeah, I'd love to go fill in for him one day. My guy Peter Burns has gotten to do that, though. And Peter is obviously super talented. And he's been on PHL before. Peter was on in Atlanta with us. And I had a lot of you message me after our English Premier League discussion on Sunday night. Um, cost myself a lot of live viewers, but I didn't care. It was epic. Yeah, the O-line, uh, you can't really. That was just doomed from the start. But Jaden found a way to get us back in it. Our D-line couldn't get to the QB in time, true. But I will say this, okay. Um, you know, uh, Jordan Allen did a really good job getting the football out. And there were some times on third down we made it too easy on him. But there were also some other times where he just made plays where it just was like, what the hell? How are we stopping this? Um, but, yeah, we, we need to do a better job of getting off the field on third down. Uh, their tall wide receivers worry me a bit this year. Forbes, I'll tell you this, they worry everybody. When you have a 6'7 and 6'4 guy, and then, uh, I don't. I don't think we've ever had receivers at all. I mean, that's kind of just like unicorn kind of stuff. But honestly, you know, their drop, uh, there is no drop off from their receivers to our receivers. I, I think they're pretty even. I, I would actually give us a little bit of an advantage there. Michael B says we'll walk all over some of the other. There you go. I like that. Oh, dude. Oh, pressure you mislaid, Roy. We're talking about the Zippies meetup. Oh, man. Slade and Jeremiah Hughes and all those guys are there. That's crazy. You were there. Pressure, yeah, yeah, pressure let them know, man. You do not want to miss a PHL get-together, especially one there. That one was just, man. Y'all, that one that one was 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 a lot. Uh it was a lot. <laughs> okay. Um what's up, Buster? Good to see you. The uh the PHL get together in Zippies. If we do another one next offseason or do one during the season, just be there. <laughs> it is that uh it is that much fun. Let's go to Van, who is the biggest Bama NFL bust ever. That one's actually pretty easy. Uh, it's Trent Richardson. It's not even close. Like, I, it is hard for me to think of anyone on that level because they really haven't had a whole lot of like quarterbacks that entered early. Okay, at this point, I, I don't think two is that good. I don't think you could call him a bust. Obviously. Um, I do LD88. Uh, sin 
me a uh, email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. I'll send it to you. But, but yeah, there, there's a few. Uh, D. Milner is definitely up there as well. But Trent Richardson was the 1.3. And he just kind of sucked. Like, I mean, he had like, you know, that first good rookie season. And the Colts made that big trade for him. And he was just cooked. He just wasn't any good. Obviously, that wasn't their only one. I mean, everyone thought Dre Fitzpatrick was going to be the next big thing. Also, Van, one that is honestly kind of low-key. Pegasus says Ruben Foster. Man, that's more off the field, if anything else, I feel like. Ben Richardson just couldn't get it done. Uh. I think Tua has I think Tua is like a decent NFL starter. Like he's a top 20 NFL starter um with ridiculous weapons and play callers. Um one though, all right, this is the biggest and I I say this all the time. So if you're a diehard PHLer, you've heard this point a million times. It kind of applies to something that we've been talking about quite a bit tonight is the worst thing in life or I should say this actually this does apply to life the worst thing in life isn't a bad person it isn't a bad player it is someone you think is good but he actually is not good at all, right? Because if someone is just bad, you know that he's just bad, right? You know he's just bad. But if you have someone that you think is good, but they really aren't that good at all, that sucks because – you're wasting your time talking yourself into this player being good. And that player is taking up snaps from potentially someone that could be good or someone that could develop into something being good. Huge difference. Absolutely huge difference. Okay. That is the worst thing in life. Having that one friend that you think you can always rely on, you call on them and they're not there when you need them. And you give them a thousand different chances. It applies. It's better to just have a bad friend that you know you could just cut and move on from that person. It's worth saying. So, here is a good example. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. And once again, I want to shout out our friends at Fantasy. Go! If you love Power Hour Underdog Fantasy promo code Carter. I actually clicked the video version of it. <laughs> huh? 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 Underdog Fantasy promo code Carter. You can click the link down below. Get a deposit match bonus for up to $100. The best thing about fantasy football with Underdog is, guess what? You just draft. A lot of you are busy. have busy lives. You just draft. They set the lineups for you all season long. Best ball is the best form of fantasy football. That's why they call it best ball. 
They set your best lineups each and every week. Underdog Fantasy. Now, this is crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy. Jerry Judy is being drafted in the top 50. Actually, he's in the top 40. Jerry Judy. What has he done in the NFL? Jerry Judy. Is still being drafted in the top 40? It's the worst kind of player to have on your team. No, the worst kind of player are the ones that don't do the right things off the field. Jerry Judy, by all accounts, does the right things off the field. So it's not the worst thing. But the worst thing is thinking that somebody is going to be great. Jerry Judy was a first-round pick. He was viewed by many of the best wide receiver in the draft. He was a Bolitnikoff winner. He went to Alabama. He runs great routes. But he's not that good. We have years of sample here. But the fantasy guys are telling you, well, from week seven to week 13, he averaged 16 yards per route run. He can't play. And I understand Sean Payton is coming into the fray here. Russell Wilson, he's cooked. So I think Jerry Judy, if he doesn't actually make a Pro Bowl or anything like that, I I would be I would be shocked. Shocked. If Jerry Judy's not viewed as a bust after this next season. Jesse, good to see you. Rolando McLean. Oh, yeah. I thought Rolando was going to be a beast. But look, LSU's had theirs. LSU's had their NFL guys that we all thought were going to be good. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there isn't a single breathing soul watching this channel right now that did not think Morris Claiborne was going to be one of the best NFL LSU players. Just didn't work out. Just didn't work out. I mean, all, all, even all the draft people are like, Jerry Jones is actually doing something smart, trading up and getting Morris Claiborne. That floored me. That one is one I will never get. One that I will never get from an LSU perspective. So every team, and I love Morris Claiborne. I love Mo. One, one to Thorpe obviously had a huge play in that Bama game on the uh, November 5th, 2011. But yeah, that, that one, you know, the same thing with Jerry Judy. Same thing with Jerry Judy. I had Jerry Judy as the best wide receiver in that class. I thought he was going to be a bonafide stud. But I knew I should have rolled with my guy, Justin Jefferson. I knew it. I had Judy one, C.D. Lamb two, Justin Jefferson three. C.D. Lamb obviously really good, um, but Justin Jefferson's transcendent. Mo got a Super Bowl ring. He's good. But, you know, every I, I, I think even Mo was shocked. Man, I, re I really thought he was going to be like six-time Pro Bowler, like. But every team has them. Every team, every team has them. I will say LSU doesn't have as many as some other teams. 
Um, but yeah, obviously playing college football is hard. Playing in the NFL is even harder. Cole believes in the Jerry Judy hype. Maybe, maybe you're right. I've drafted him some. I've drafted him some. Jesse, who says I'm not? And this is crazy. You're in front of the the paper towel section. Uh, that is that is a that's a really cool place to take a selfie. Now, I, 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 it's what I like about Jesse. He's random. I love it. Did did Mo did Mo make a Pro Bowl? Let me see. Maybe he did. Maybe he did have. I I I. No. Uh. Played seven seasons. God, I loved him so much. Oh, that's a good question, Pegasus. Who's someone in the past five years that surprised you didn't work? I, uh, I'm going to avoid that one. That's a good off-season topic. I'm going to avoid it, though. I'll do this. If you super chat or, or buy a PHL shirt, I'll, I'll even give you the link. I'll answer that one. Because obviously there are there, there are some with every crop. By the way, PHL merch. Today, powerlsu.com. We got new shirts. Mugs are flying off the shelves. One of y'all hated on the mugs, and they flew off the shelves, bro. And by the shelves, I mean wherever they actually make these things. Powerlsu.com/slash merch. Uh, that's a that's a good question. Um, let me see. In the last five years, obviously, the last five years is kind of tough because there's still a lot of players that are still on the team. I will say this: one guy that I get asked about a lot is um, it's Quincy Wiggins, top 100 defensive lineman. He did make the best play I've seen him make at LSU, um, in one of the drills, and I was like, wow, and now that's that's potential. Right there. So that that's obviously getting me kind of excited about him. Potentially, maybe not this year, but the next. I also think he he can carve himself out a special teams role. He had some good special teams reps in that Purdue game. But yeah, you know, so in the, the, the that's that's tough. I have to really you know go through it. Um, actually, there is one off the top of my mind, but I don't want to get into it. Now, so Bush was a huge disappointment. Same with Mark Ingram. I think that both actually ended up turning out to be positives. Obviously, they didn't. They weren't what we thought they would be, but they both turned out to be positives in the grand scheme of things. Um. 
But the truth is, Michael B., it wasn't necessarily their fault that there was still so much draft capital being spent on a running back. It is hard for a running back to pay off with round one draft capital. Okay. There have been a lot of studies done on this. Um, in the NFL, your running back has to have so many different things going for him to succeed, right? Where, like, I feel like a running back is a one position in the NFL where your environment truly matters so much more than your actual playing ability, okay? And what that does is it puts way too much on their shoulders, Right, like if you don't have a good offensive line, you you're, you're you're toast. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're toast at running back. And it took a while for NFL teams to realize that. And there was just so much pressure on Reggie Bush, so much pressure on Ricky Williams, so much pressure on Mark Ingram, and all three of those guys had their moments in particular. Um, Bush and Ingram, and Bush won a Super Bowl for us. Uh. It's it's hard. It's really, really, really hard. Malachi Dupree, man, strong disagreement. I thought he was a really good player for us. Now, was he five star worthy? No. But he did catch 40 passes in back-to-back seasons in a less miles offense. Counts or something. <laughs> it, it does. And remember the quarterback play at the time. Now, the decision that made it worse for him, Jesse, is he needed to come back for that final season. And it cost him. It did. But then again, you know, he he was he played a lot for three years. At some point, you're ready to go to the NFL. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Malik, how do you pre? I thought he was good. I really do. Now, did he live up to expectations? No. Uh-uh. He didn't. Um, there you go. But I'm here to point out the positive. There have been plenty of players who have far outperformed expectations, obviously. Tyron Matthew being one of them. A lot of the NFL didn't want anything of him. Patrick Peterson told the Cardinals, take a chance on him, and it paid off. Um, Obviously, one of the big ones that we don't talk about at all is Trey Turner, pro bowler. And he was chastised for coming out early. Uh, Russell Gage is another one, right, that's been a really, really good performer. Um. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is far out outperformed next. I mean, all those guys really have. Uh, well, not all of them. So, DJ Chark, that's a good one there, Jesse. Now, here's a good thing. If you want to join the PHL Patreon, I will go there. A uh, big shout out to our super chatters tonight, Tyler, the kid, Marcus, Blanche, Forbes, Danny Girl, AP, D. Really, Johnny Fontenot, 
and our top super chatter and I, Mr. Manly. Appreciate you. Don't forget, tomorrow night we'll be live at 6 p.m. Central. I appreciate you guys hanging out with Slade Roy tonight. Once again, let him know on social media how much you really enjoyed him being on the channel. It goes a long way. And we'll be back live in less than, less than 24 hours. It is. Power. Power. LSU. Boom. And... Oh, that's a that'll be a part of our phone conversation tomorrow. Uh, one day I'll share my Bobby Petrino story on here. Uh, tonight, oh, Haley and I went to a sushi place earlier. It's our favorite place, and I always say two rolls. Tonight, I am having a roll called the Poison Roll, okay? Um, it has cream cheese, tempura asparagus, and tempura shrimp in there. Let's go. How about that? <laughs> huh? <laughs> 